All right, George, here okay. we go. Great. Feel pumped? Feel good? Pretty pumped. Pretty pumped. All right. <laughs> Listen, we're not going to put this in. This so is just us getting ready. Everybody listening, we're not going to put this in the podcast. This is me warming up yeah. my voice. Get it right over this. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down, when you're strange. But last night I watched Jackass Forever, and uh, the last time I saw that many dicks on camera was the uh, Republican National Convention. <laughs> oh, very nice. <laughs> Yeah, that's a remarkably dick-heavy film. It's like, very dick-heavy. Really, the only dick you don't see, as is often the case, you don't see Johnny's. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> you see pretty much every other dick. And yeah, ah, the smash, the, the between yeah. two uh-huh. pieces of glass, yeah, smashing like what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Was was this? Did you consult a physician on whether you were allowed to do this or not? How does this uh, work? I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had my eyes closed through. A I, lot of that. I, I have my head turned for a lot of that movie. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't need to see this. Um, it was, it was entertaining. It was, um, as always, but yeah, um, it's, it is weird. Like this sort of specter of, you know, bam is only in one segment and, you know, Ryan Dunn is dead. It's just, yeah. there's a couple other people who have faded away and it's just like, yeah, right. Um, but some of my favorite gags are some of the least painful ones, like Eric Andre getting hit was yes. great. Oh, that was that was great. Um, the I think it was in the end credits that same gag with like the new kid who's like coming out of the the trailer with the uh, the milkshakes and the stair steps. <laughs> that new kid, or, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Or um, Steve-O getting hit with the volleyball uh, as he comes out of the trailer. It's uh-huh. like just the little <laughs> things where it's like, okay, well, you can walk away from that no problem. Um. Yeah. Oh, uh, but Johnny getting with that bowl. Yeah. Yeah. That was, and just he was like face down snoring, was scary. Very scary. Very scary shit. Uh, and you know what else is scary, folks? <laughs> Halloween. And we have arrived. We have arrived at our first episode of this year's Halloween slate, and we would like to welcome you. For a spooky time at worst scene. <laughs> it's like cough. <laughs> George is uh, so spooked that his soul is trying to leave his body. That's right. Through, uh, through reflexive coughing. You may hear some of that <laughs> coughing as the fear hits him throughout the episode. So we will not be editing that out. <laughs> no. We have no, he, George has no way to mute himself. So nope. prepare yourself to get on a, <laughs> on a ride of, I, of coughing fit. I fear with like all of my technical problems, I fear that if I mute myself, I'll never be able to, to like unmute myself ever. Yeah. And I just have to buy a new computer. Yeah. So <laughs> it's best that we don't experiment with, with anything that might, that might throw his system off. <laughs> but but welcome. It's that time of year. It's exciting to be back here. Oh, so exciting. Best time of year. And I found myself 
there was something about this last year that made me really want it to be hot all the time, yeah. which is a losing proposition in San Francisco. <laughs> uh, went to Hawaii. It's very hot there. Really liked that. Just a time in LA. Uh, but, but it's like my brain had forgotten how much uh-huh. I like this time of year. Uh-huh. And now here it is. And my brain yeah. switching back over to, to uh, wanting this and wanting it all the time. So, you know, the day that I tested positive for COVID um, uh, was the first day where I was like, oh, it's fall. I just, it just hit me. There was like a snap that you can actually feel it. I know there were, there were warmer, warmer days after that because I've seen people out of the window um, wearing shorts. I haven't uh-huh. left in a long time. I've got a little bit of cabin fever, but, um, uh, but it was just that moment of like, okay, now I want to watch horror movies and I want to drink warm drinks. Um, and it's, it's so I'm excited to get out of this room and like go, um, you know, most people for this, this is like, this becomes, is this a pumpkin spice latte season? Uh-huh. Uh-huh, I believe so. For me, it's pumpkin head season. Am I right? Oh, oh man, that was good. That was real good. Oh, that was really good. Uh, I mean, not as good as the movie Pumpkinhead, which is a pretty tragic and sad picture. But uh, anyway, we're not talking about Pumpkinhead today. We're not. We're talking about two other films because we always talk about two films on Worst Scene. Uh, we watch a good one uh, and a not so good one. And then we choose, we decide what's better because we select the worst scene in the good one the best scene in the not so good one and then pick between them and say, Hey, that worst scene was actually better than that best scene because the other movie is so good that even it's worst scene yeah. is better than the best scene in the bad one. But sometimes it's flipped the other way. Sometimes, sometimes we shall see <laughs> this month. We shall see this month. We'll put that to the test. Um, we will, we will. Today is, um, probably the best of the worst films that we're going to have this month. So maybe this one will have a better chance, but it's going up against a very strong film. Yeah. So, uh, so we shall see, but what, what are those films? Let's talk about that. Well, let's introduce ourselves. Oh yeah, sure. Oh my God. You may be listening to this podcast for the first time and you don't know who yeah. we are. Well, and uh, I'm Richard. I'm one of the co-hosts and I'm I, also here with uh, the other co-host, George. Hey, Look at that. Hi. Two separate voices talking. In case you thought it was just one person talking to themselves, it's not. Uh, and and now we have, as there are two hosts, there are mm-hmm. two movies. And what's our good movie today, George? Our great movie tonight or today or this morning, whenever it is you're listening to it, is The Lost Boys. And Richard, what's our not-so-good movie? Our not-so-good movie is Twilight. Mm, Twilight. Uh, you mean Twilight, the movie where Paul Newman plays an aging private eye and has to like find a runaway Reese Witherspoon? That is a reasonable guess as to which Twilight we're doing, but it's not that one. It is the Twilight uh, that stars our good friends whose names suddenly escape me. Kristen Stewart, oh, yeah. Robert Pattinson. Oh, yeah. Great. One of, the, one of our wonderful couples. Uh, who were together for a while when they were making mm-hmm. the series and even drew the attention of a future president of the United States uh, whenever it seemed like Kristen Stewart was potentially cheating on Robert Pattinson. Um, 
So even Donald Trump. Got oh, involved. I thought and, for, and, a second, for a second, I was like, wait, what the fuck does Biden care? Uh, Joe but Biden was out there. Joe Biden was involved. And the like, gay hey, man. Hey, man, leave him alone. Come on, man. These two kids are beautiful. Um, but no, it was uh, it was know. Donald Trump telling, telling Robert Pattinson he could do better than Kristen Stewart. Wow. She was treating him like a dog, I think. I don't really have his tweets memorized, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm, this is coming off the cuff here. Um, I mean, even though every episode is scripted and every word I'm right. saying is in the script, but. I'm required now to act as if that was off the cuff and as if I'm guessing yeah. uh, what, what Donald Trump wrote about their relationship. But at any rate, Twilight, that's mm-hmm. a movie. Yeah. And the series, very popular. Very. Uh, very, very popular. Harry Potter uh, levels of popularity. Right. Not quite, not quite not there, quite. But, but boy, not as close as you can get. That's right. I think I can't think of something else. I mean, there have been other things that are close, but nowhere near this. This is meteoric. Um, and it also, uh, because of the Twilight series, um, I don't know if you were going to talk about this later on. Um, it's uh, also launched another series of wildly popular books. It are, did. are you, you going to talk about that later? Or I'm going to talk up? about that, but we can, we can right, talk no, no. about it right now. Let's, no, we uh, can hold off. It's okay. Oh, oh no, off. no. It's, it's, All right. <laughs> All right. We're here. Um, uh, 50, yes. The 50 Shades of Grey series, which is uh, essential, which started as pornographic <laughs> Twilight fanfic. Uh, this, so this spawned an incredible number. Just oh. one book became mm-hmm. a huge series which then spawned uh, yet another huge series right. about creepy men mm-hmm. and the women who love them. Much as Tarantino's early works created an entire subgenre of films, each one miles and miles better than Pulp Fiction, <laughs> such has been the erotic fan fiction that has ah, come yes. from Twilight. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey is something I've never seen or read. No. No, I've only the only my only experience with it is, is are the the trailers that I uh-huh. that I've seen. Um, uh-huh. But from what I've seen of Twilight, um, I can imagine the tension, the sexual tension that exists yeah. within that series. Um, but uh-huh. I have no desire to. We're going to have to cover it on the. I know, I know. Both of us who are so squeamish when it comes to uh, erotic cinema, I think like uh-huh. having having to watch these. Um, but it's like, what do we put it up against? Nine and a half weeks? Is that even a good movie? It just was mm, a massive that's, hit. I don't know. It's a good question. We'll have to. Yeah. I, will, I mean, being a massive hit is enough to call it a good sure, movie. Sure. Sure. You know, I guess we'll have to. We'll have to talk to some experts on this one. And, we will. Uh, we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll we'll look forward to that for Valentine's Day, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> that's the the sexy month. We'll do a whole yeah. month of sexy whole films month of- <laughs> in uh, in February. We'll dig into the Cinemax vault, That'd find some find some great films, do some like Lady Shatterley's Lover type mm-hmm. type stuff. Yeah. yeah, just trying to remember things that used to flash on the screen when I'd go to my dad's house when I was thirteen. Yeah, and I would stay up after he went to bed. <laughs> so, oh man, yeah, yeah. that's going to be very exciting for my birth <laughs> for for my birthday month. That's, that's going right. to be terrific. This is, this is a gift for you. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, the, the eroticism, <laughs> erotic thrillers month yeah. on worst scene. Wow. Well, maybe <laughs> for, for, for my birthday episode, I'll pick my two favorite erotic thrillers. Hmm. Okay. 
What's that? Oh. Bruce Willis had an erotic thriller, didn't he? The oh, yeah. Color, the Color of Night. Color of Night, which was directed by the guy who made Stuntman, which is a terrific movie. But yes. Stuntman versus The Color of Night. Wow. Right. Or, I mean, he also did Freebie and the Bean, which is um, couldn't be made today, um, but great movie. Yeah, Color yeah. of Night probably wouldn't be. It shouldn't be made any day, but probably wouldn't sure. be made today. Either. That's sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh so i guess we go back i guess to, to our get... main our main points so we have our good film yeah if you if you'd like to introduce us to i would it. love to introduce it. okay here we go let me clear my throat <laughs> oh Woo. all right so i only cough when i laugh so just i'll make sure that nothing funny happens for the rest of the show <laughs> Based on my experience on this show, you're not going to have any problem. Yep, we got this. There we go. Sleep all day, party all night, never grow old, never die. It's fun to be a vampire. The Lost Boys, which was originally pitched as more of a dark Goonies, centering on a group of elementary school vamps. Realizing how disturbing that would be, the script was eventually retooled, and the bodacious bloodsuckers were recast as late teen, early 20 creatures of the night with great hair. Much like a punctured vein, this film oozes talent. From the cast, filled to the brim with established talent like Oscar winner Diane Weist and Tony winners Bernard Hughes and Edward Herman, as well as up-and-comers like Jason Patrick, Jamie Gertz, The Corys, and Kiefer Sutherland in an absolute star-making performance. To the singular cinematography by the late, great Michael Chapman. To the red-hot director Joel Schumacher coming off mega-hit St. Elmo's Fire. A film that asks the question, what happens when the Brat Pack graduates college and becomes the most despicable humans on Earth? To the killer soundtrack featuring In Excess, Roger Daltrey, and Echo and the Bunnymen, their haunting cover of People Are Strange sets an ominous tone that hangs over the rest of the film. Made for $8 million, The Lost Boys would earn more than four times that at the box office and go on to become a lasting cultural landmark. I mean... I'm not sure when The Lost Boys first entered my life, but it's been a constant presence for over 30 years. In fact, I'm pretty sure that my friends and I watched this on my 10th birthday slumber party way back in 1988. Uh, I mean, this is the perfect slumber party movie. It's, it's just scary enough, it's super cool, and a whole hell of a lot of fun. And had The Lost Boys, had, had the Lost Boys not been released during the middle of the MPA's all-out attack on horror and gore, this likely would have walked away with a PG-13, and none of us would have had to beg our parents to rent it. The Lost Boys is one of my favorites, and I beg all of you to go out and rent this movie. Though you may, you may need to ask permission from your parents first. Uh, and with that, Richard, what's the worst scene in The Lost Boys? Oh, thank you. Great question. It is ridiculous that this film has an R rating. Yeah. This is a PG-13 film through and through, and it was a very successful film, uh, making, I think, quadruple its budget. Uh, but it would have made a lot more as a... Because it's it's not really scary enough to be... This is a kid's movie. Yeah. It's not frightening enough to be R, and it's not gory enough to be R. It's bothersome yeah. that this has this has an R rating. Like, there's the surf Nazis scene where he, like, they... But they've cut that so you don't really see all the gore that happens. Yeah, I know that they cut don't. a lot of gore out of that. And then some of the stuff at the end fight is is gnarly. But, but it's gnarly know. in a very yeah. non 
it's it's the it's, it doesn't feel gnarly in a in too dangerous of a way right and maybe Kiefer Sutherland though might be mm. too sexy for a PG-13 rating uh, you know yeah we have obviously a film coming up later that is truly about the sexiness of vampires and how much how much you'd want to fuck them mm-hmm. and I don't want that from any of those vampires, but Kiefer Sutherland, uh, he he is he has it. This is yeah. this guy is a star yeah. in this. He doesn't even say very much in this film, but <laughs> yeah. as soon as you see his first close up, it's like I see, I see why uh, people would be drawn to this mm-hmm. to this vampire. I I would be drawn to him. Turn yeah. me, turn yeah. me, Kiefer. I'll join yeah. you. Sure, I'll jump off this bridge with you. Just tell me where to go. Um, so very. This is a. Even though this is not about truly about being a sexy vampire, it has our sexiest mm-hmm. vampires uh, in it. Yeah, I. This. What I love about this movie is it just is going for it the minute it starts. Yep. I love that the way hey, there is no other film in which vampires kill uh, in this way. Like where you have uh, essentially a helicopter shot of vampires flying over. Like you are looking from vampire perspective as they fly. Now, vampires are known for flying, but are often sneaking up mm-hmm. on people to bite behind their neck in a very spooky way. Uh, that's not yeah. what that's not what uh, these boys do. Yeah. They fly right over you and just dive bomb your ass and just tear you to shreds. And yeah. that is that is incredible. Um and it also gives the movie a lot of great helicopter shots yeah. because you're establishing this is how the how the vampires get around and and make attacks. And it's also these helicopter shots are over beautiful land because this is all being shot in Santa Cruz. So it's not taking part place in Santa Cruz because Santa Cruz is not the murder capital of the United States. So that doesn't quite work. You have to turn it into another town, Santa Carla, uh, to make that believable. But I love this movie. Mm-hmm. I love how it feels. I love the the house where they go to live with their grandfather. I would that nothing, yeah. I, I wish I could yeah. move there right now. Uh, it's just it's it's cool. It's spooky. It's a it's a great place. Um, yeah. So love love Lost Boys. But what's bad in the Lost Boys? Yeah. Almost everything is good. Yes. Uh, in this. Um, so the question of what's bad, I think there's only one scene that truly bothers me. Um, and it bothers me uh, quite a lot. Okay. And it is when uh, we have the Corys uh, going down to kill into the, into the lair, into this... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. into this former hotel that collapsed during the 1906 earthquake in San Francisco. So Santa Carla is clearly located in the same place yeah. as Santa Cruz. Um, it's a very cool location for these vampires to be hanging out off of a, a cave in the right. sea. But when we have our younger folks going down to kill the main vampires, a couple of things uh bug me one the kind the continuing kindness of the one female vampire mm-hmm. who seems to completely be unaffected by her turn and has not a, a 
a stitch of evil to be found in her. Yes. Kind of that, that bothers me. Like she should have some danger to her and she has none. She's just essentially a, yeah. a damsel in distress. Uh, in a, and because she's a vampire now and she doesn't, she lacks, she almost lacks agency in a, in a way, even though she herself should be able to fight these other vampires. And she does do some of that, but it's not, it just doesn't, she just doesn't have any danger to her. She's just like a, a highly desirable woman, uh, essentially. Uh, so I don't, I don't really like that. And I, I don't like how loud they're able to just bang around <laughs> in there and like yell for each uh-huh, other. Uh-huh. And, and they don't have to sneak up. It's really cool that, that our four main vampires are hanging upside down like bats. Yeah, uh, they're not in. They're not in coffins, but I uh, I am bothered that you don't you don't really have to sneak up on them. They wake up right when when the first vampire is is killed, and he's making a lot of he's making so much so much noise. I believe that is Marco, Marco. Uh, Alex Winner, who oh, is yeah. stabbed first, but. The other who's, ones, he's, who's maybe the creepiest of the lost. He ones. is the he's, creepiest of the lost. He's ones. always the one throwing like the like a real like creepy like. Well, I'll see you later. Kind uh-huh, of look. Uh-huh. He is the scariest lost yeah. boy, but the creepiest one gets stabbed. And uh, I love the I love how his body mm-hmm. reacts to mm-hmm. that. Like the he just his body just like just like gushing. Yeah, blood is incredible. And convulsing and just yeah. convulsing. That's really good. And so it's good that that woke them up, but. These kids ain't being quiet. They no. are clanging and screaming and moving around, and it doesn't it doesn't do a thing to now, wake up the Lost Boys. Now it could be that the there is a psychic link. You know, like Michael can feel the other. You know, there's a there's a certain thing where you can feel the presence. You know, like later on, he's like, I don't feel anything. You know, I don't think anything's changed. So maybe it's Marco's pain is what has woken the other lost boys yeah they're so deep in sleep that it doesn't right and no noise would wake them up but it's right pain. They, that's that's a good yeah, that's a, a good theory hard night of uh partying and smoking cigarettes i, I love that they that the keeper's got a fucking cigarette tucked behind his ear it's like okay uh-huh. these vampires smoke cigarettes and eat chinese food and ride motorcycles it's pretty good yeah it's 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 really good <laughs> um, i mean that's like that's all i want to do and again i love how they I love how they just like choose Michael as a cool dude. It feels like almost <laughs> because he has a motorcycle uh-huh. and like, we want to, we want to convert this dude. He has a motorcycle yeah. and he's, and he's into my girlfriend, uh, essentially. So <laughs> right. I would like to, I'd like to get him over here. Right. I don't want to get far away from what your, your point. I really have, I'm curious about star and how long has she been yeah. a half vampire? Yeah. Um, Cause she seems really knowledgeable. It seems like she's been there for a while. So yeah, does like, she not has she not been tearing bodies to shreds? We don't really we don't see her in I any of the killings. She hasn't because if she if she did, then she wouldn't be able to be yeah, she'd turned be fully back, turned. Right? Yeah, yeah. So sure. um but she's in somehow in you know, in the thrall of David and the other lost boys. So Yeah, and she's always hanging out with him. Mm-hmm. But and David seems fine with her just right. being She's like the half vamp Renfield or something. Yeah. This, yeah. Yeah. That character that, that this, this, this sort of character is handled much better in near dark, uh, which is a movie we will be talking about yeah, in the near we'll, future. We will be, but yeah, I don't, 
that whole just the relationship mm-hmm. of star to the lost boys uh it could be i it, she should be more dangerous than she's and she's not yeah like, like she should be on like, the verge yeah or if like like one of the points where where you know she's trying to protect laddie that she vamps a little bit like that she gets yeah. like the vampire brow you know that would have been pretty cool to see yeah yeah exactly but she doesn't mm-hmm. she's mostly just like a cool lady yeah uh, <laughs> so yeah oh man and i mean i like cool ladies but yeah not so much in this context so uh, that's my I... that's my least favorite thing. okay so that's the they go to the lair and they kill Marco as your they go to the lair and they kill Marco. I love the death of Marco. Yeah. But everything right. leading up to that is just kind gotcha. of a little too. There's no again, it becomes very intense after that, to be yeah. fair to this film. But there I don't feel any tension inside the lair just because they're able to just like yell. Right. And it's also fairly bright. You yeah, don't have any in there. You don't have any of that feeling like in even in like the classic hammer films or or you know, your your basic Dracula's where you're in the crypt and it's dark and it's spooky and there's cobwebs and, you know, there's cobwebs and shit, but there's also a big thing of big poster of Jim Morrison on the wall. (laughs) uh, But, you know, there's something very different when you're in like, well, I'm in a tomb and there's one way in and out. Oh, I guess it's the way they're in a cave, whatever. But it's just, yeah, it doesn't have that same. uh, Maybe it's that it's not as claustrophobic. Yeah, it's a very expansive cave. Like you've got one giant central room and yep. then you've got a smaller room off of it for the lost boys to sleep in. Yeah. But the, you know that you're picking a fun part of a good scene as your worst scene tells you uh-huh. like how difficult this task yeah, is. It's this very difficult. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is difficult, uh, but I knew it right away when it came out that it was, this was my scene. I, I had I had a thought about that too. Um, like, yeah, maybe that. Um, also, so, because I guess because Star isn't full vampire, she gets to sleep in a four post, you know, yeah, can, canopy bed. That's very um, nice. <laughs> with a lot of velvet pillows, because yeah, she is a vampire after all. But um, yeah, I I I had a lot of trouble picking stuff. There there are things. Um, that I hadn't noticed before. I've seen this movie. I've seen it, I watch this almost every year. Um, this is I watched this on Halloween last year. You know, I, I watch a horror movie every night in October, and I just like I want something good for the last one. I want it to be good. I want it to be something that goes with pizza. Like this movie goes with pizza and oh, soda. Yeah. You know, it's like get a two liter of pop and order a pizza, and you are set. It's the the perfect evening. Um, uh, when I saw a few months ago, Jamie and I went to go see uh, Tim Capello, the saxophone playing, uh, you know, singer in this movie. Um, buff, oiled up. Uh, yeah. And he taught the entire crowd how to do the Jamie Gertz dance while, uh, you know, there's the scene when he's playing. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's a great sequence. I think like all of that stuff at the, actually that, that stage, I think, was destroyed in the 1989, the Loma Prieta earthquake. Is that the Loma Prieta? I believe that's... Is that the Loma Prieta? Uh, whatever the 1989 earthquake was. That... I'd like everybody listening to take a moment to <laughs> whisper. So just uh, everybody, right, let's all stop for a second. So either if you have a microphone, I'm going to count down from three and you're going to say it into your microphone. Yes or no, is it the Loma Prieta earthquake? <laughs> uh, if you don't have a microphone, write it down, put it in the mail. 
Uh, we will receive it right now, uh, but you can put it in the, as long as you put it in the mail uh, by uh, tomorrow morning, uh, so that it gets so that it gets dated uh, by tomorrow. We will see it and be able to uh, answer it right now live. So three, two, one. Yes or no, Loma Prieta. By God, it's the Loma Prieta earthquake. Wow. A resounding okay. yes. Heard one no in there. Uh, some somebody not. Somebody dumb as us didn't know they didn't know the answer, but a lot of folks out there knew the answer. At least we're trusting you to that. Uh, we can look it up later, verify this. But yes, it was the Loma Prieta earthquake in 1989. Wow. wow. Um, a couple other locations in this film were destroyed. I think that the the original comic book shop was um, destroyed. Um, yeah, okay. I love I, I love how busy the video store is in this. <laughs> Yeah, like I want, I love first that their mom who feels so professional uh, when she goes off to work is going off to work at the video store, it's uh, and uh, and then the video store is fucking just insane. It is mobbed. So cool. <laughs> it's incredible. And I love if you like, all these little details, like there's like little plexiglass, different multicolored plexiglass pieces uh-huh. that are like, oh man, it's so great. Um, I love this video store. I also um, the proprietor of the video store, Max. Yeah. I love his wardrobe. I think like it's like, oh my god, look at this guy. Uh, yeah. He's great. He really is. Um, what the hell? I have some very bizarre notes, but I was watching this and and I was reminded. I don't know if I talked about this a few episodes ago. Now this is the first episode in a while we've done where there's not a film that Val Kilmer is in. We we're doing yes. no Val Kilmer yeah. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so we just finished our Val trilogy. However. This movie bears a striking resemblance to Top Gun. All right. All right. So, I mean, Michael is Maverick. He uh-huh. does his own thing, you know. Yep, yep. Um, uh, and then there are these other guys who are really cool and have all their shit together and are the best of the best. And their leader has a fucking blonde crew cut. Uh-huh. <laughs> and in this one, he just ha- also happens to have long hair in the back. Uh-huh. So, um, so yeah, I think that like you could maybe say like, all right, yeah, Dave is is Iceman, and you know, and they fly, fly. They spend a lot of their time flying. Yep, yep. They're 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 much more safe at flying than uh, Michael is. Uh-huh. Uh, Michael, not a, it's a very dangerous not, not good at flying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he first the first thing he does, he flies into the into the ceiling and then out the window, and he's like, <laughs> t- tethered to his room by the telephone cord. That is a great. That's a great like discovering you have the power of flight. Yeah. Uh, You know, there's a part of me that at first was like, oh, I'm going to pick that because the way it's shot is so weird and off putting. But rewatching is like, no, that's one of the best scenes in the movie, Uh especially because, of the you know, Corey Haim is on the phone with his mom. And anyway, uh, also, the Corey's are great in this film. Yeah, the the Frog Brothers are the funniest thing. Uh huh. Uh huh. What I love is that this this movie is it's two movies or, you know, there's two main storylines. There's the, the the younger brother and his weirdo friends. And then there's the older brother and his weirdo friends. And they're there, I think, given equal screen time. It feels like they're both yeah. given the same amount of screen time um, and both entertaining. I, I just God damn it. I love the Frog Brothers. Um, yeah. They're they are hilarious. Um, uh it was really hard for me. It's hard for me to, to be objective, obviously, but I, I had a lot of trouble picking a scene. I almost picked the one that you picked. I want to say this is going to, this is important. Okay. When Marco gets killed, because they go out into the daylight afterwards, you can see that the fucking vampire blood has glitter in it. 
like the vampire blood glitters. It's like a diamond. Um, <laughs> so, so it is very. It's a, this is a very uh, apt pairing of these two films. Yeah, yeah. Um, clear connection happening there. Uh, gee whiz. Okay, this is this is where it's going to get complicated for me. Um, I had a few thoughts near the end. So my first thought is like, well, maybe the scene where Michael realizes that that he's a vampire and he goes back to the cave and confronts Star and they have the love scene, and it's just a little too like love sceney, and then it cuts yeah. to the, the the amazing cloud shot. Uh, oh my god. Like incredible, like almost the opening of never ending story level incredible. Um, but the thing is, is that just about every scene in this movie has to be there. Like, you know, once you get to the, the third act, it's the third act and it just all becomes kind of an action movie and it's fine. It's my least favorite part, but everything else is just so well balanced and it has to be there. It's like that scene goes to this, you know, it's like they're all load bearing scenes. Even the ones that seem kind of uh, frivolous, they're all right there. Um, uh, I've actually watched the deleted scenes, and there's not a lot. There's really not a lot that was cut out, and and it's it's like yeah, that all would have slowed this down and would have been totally frivolous. Um, so I'm not sure I can pick that scene. Every time I watch, like the again the third act. Michael and David's fight you think is going to be this amazing big battle. Yeah. And it's not. It's like a minute long. It's real short. And it's like, oh, oh okay. Um, that's, that's unsatisfying. But then it's an amazing thing when, when David is impaled and he stops vamping and goes back. He looks like a little boy. Like He does. It's, it's incredible. Um. I think I'm going to have to pick something about the third act. You know, it's all kind of run into one big, it's almost like it's, it, I'm going to, if you're picking half a scene, I'm going to pick a part of a scene. It's just what we're going to do. Lost okay. boys. This is a tough Let's one. Let's do it. Um, I'm going to have to pick Deus ex grandpa. That's you see, good. you see grandpa making these, these giant sharpened posts, like, like, you know, fence posts. But it's just that the way it happens at the end, he has to have the perfect timing to know exactly where the Max character is going to be <laughs> as he crashes through his own plate glass front window and hits the brakes to send his you know, fence poles flying. Now, it's awesome. It's great to watch. It's truly great. But even as a kid, it's like, that's a lot of like, that's a lot of like geometry and physics to figure out. To, uh -huh. To do this and, and grandpa doesn't seem like a real big geometry and physics kind of no, dude no it's to um, do that and not kill your daughter yeah at the same time. yeah right right or anybody else so that is the one thing where it's like yeah i wish that could have been done in a little it's a movie about vampires you know i still believe in santa claus i'm afraid of the dark there could be vampires out there i don't know but i'm just saying this is a movie about dirt bike riding uh cigarette smoking vampires in santa cruz i want maybe just a little bit more plausibility uh just a tiny bit just like something a little bit like i can look at and say like oh i see how that works because otherwise it's like oh it just has to happen yeah. um it does lead to like a fucking killer killer finale i mean like that last that last shot 
like the pitch black of grandpa walking to the to the fridge to get his like root beer mm-hmm. is absolutely killer um just the perfect ending it's an absolutely perfect ending but i just maybe i i just need a little bit i need a little bit more guidance on that one yeah so the lost the lost boys in general are just a little too easy to dispatch they are when they you are. decide you want to get rid of them you're yeah pretty easily able to do so uh, you know, I think it, what's interesting is this movie does have, you know, again, it's a movie about vampires uh, who ride motorcycles. Some of them are dirt bikes. Um, but there are really real human moments. Uh, there's some stuff with the mom and Max. There's actually a scene yeah. where 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 um, Michael comes home and his mom is waiting for him and she asks him, aren't we friends anymore? And that moment is so fucking real uh my mom said almost the exact same thing to me when i was being a little asshole when i was like 14 or 15 or whatever it was um and every time i see it, it's like wow and also diane weist is just one of the greats so oh she's so good. It, it helps that that she's great and that jason patrick was building to become a truly great uh, character actor um but uh yeah that would be like just that the, you have these moments that are so human and so real. Um, yeah. It just adds to how great the lost boys is. And, and I love that, that Diane Weist won an Oscar the same year that this came out. <laughs> right. right. Uh, I think it's for a movie we'll never talk about because it was yeah. made by Woody Allen. But yeah. Still. Yeah. Yeah. I will say it's maybe my favorite of his entire, uh, it, it uh is- Overa, um, but uh, I think that we established that's how you say it, right? That is how you say it. We did. That's what we heard from our our microphone voting last time. Uh, It is Overa, Loma Prieta earthquake, and Overa. You know, I could talk about this movie all all day. There's just there's so many things. I I do truly love the look, the lighting, all the reds, the smoky hues. That Michael Chapman was an absolute genius i mean look at taxi driver and raging bull those are those are amazing um you may have heard of those movies and you may have also heard uh some other film nerds say these are amazing movies they, they are they really are That's true. i think um yeah so okay yeah i think we there you go We've our, done picks, it. our picks are okay. We're neither of us have picked an entire full scene. We've picked no, elements no. of a scene, but elements fine. that were important uh, in the yes. scene. Big, I, I, big moments. Yeah. Before we move on, I do want to say that if you want another take on the Lost Boys, uh, I would highly recommend uh, our our great friends over at the Eating After Midnight podcast uh, did an episode. Um, God, was it last year or the year before about the Lost Boys? And uh, Sasha dubbed them uh, Los. Los Lost Boys, because they look like a demonic mariachi band in all their outfits. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. Um, so give them a listen. Um, and Sasha and Amy, if you're listening, hi. Yes, hello. Hello, Sasha. Hello, Amy. Hi. Listen to their podcast. <laughs> Put it on right now. No, well, yeah, even go quit listening to this. Go listen to their sure. podcast. Sure. And then come back and listen to the rest yeah, of this. Because this, this is... This is yeah, this is going to be only good. just begun. We've yeah. only just begun, <laughs> and it's going to be a long month, um, a fun month, a fun month. But that's uh, right. It's, if we can make October fuel longer, oh man, that's wonderful. I think we're actually going to do that. We're gonna, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, we definitely are. Because who's to who's to, who's to tell when October really stops? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess uh, maybe is it time for our commercial interruptions? I believe it is. Okay, folks, listen closely to today's sponsor. Pants. Pants. Stop wearing shorts. Mm-hmm. Cover your entire leg and wear pants. I was just in Utah. You don't show leg there. You wear pants. Mm. And that's what God wants. That's what God wills. And what God wants and what God wills is what we do here on Worst Scene. Slash best scene. I, I should note that I actually am wearing shorts right now. I should note I'm wearing shorts as well. This is a paid advertisement. We, are not, we don't actually believe in what this is. This one's paid. Right. And uh, so we're right. just accepting the money from the pants council. Like, like everybody wears uh, meat undies and has purple mattresses. Exactly. Uh, you know like that they don't have pants. any of that. None of these it, people are like shaving their balls with that, uh-huh. whatever that fucking manscaped is. Does, does Mark Maron do manscaped commercials? I, I wonder. I hope he does. Um, yeah. So n- nobody's using any of these products. Just like we don't wear pants. Mm-hmm. That's not for us. But no. it could be for you and... And the people behind yeah. pants yeah. thought we'd be a but, great uh, place to get the word out. As far as me and Richard, we wear diapies. We're going to cut to the next ad now. <laughs> Our other ad is unpaid, uh, um, <laughs> which is uh, for the great Altered Images yeah. uh, show every Wednesday, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., hosted by Jeremy Wheat on BFF.fm. To midnight. To midnight. To midnight, which is 2 a.m. somewhere. Um Ooh. Yeah, there you go. But uh, 2 p.m. to midnight every Wednesday night, BFF.FM. Give it a listen while you're wearing your pants. Mm. Or your diapies. <laughs> That's her. <laughs> okay. Hey, welcome back from the ads and from the break. And George has a special message. Uh, now, there are various ways to get a hold of us. Of course, you can speak into your microphone, but only at designated times otherwise we turn that we turn that off we don't listen uh you can whisper uh to us on the wind uh, at 1 a.m uh, every thursday night please feel free to do so if you do that between the hours of 1 and 1 30 a.m pacific time uh, we will pick up on that and hear that and we'll, we'll read some of your comments uh, on the podcast so take advantage of that but there's a way you can reach out to us at any time of day george tell tell the people about that Yes, um, via a new technology called electronic mail. Interesting. You, you can reach us at um, worst scene, best scene at AOL.com. AOL, you say? AOL.com. Dot com. Incredible. Yes. And how does a mailman pick up an electronic mail without it shocking him? Ooh, I guess we'll just have to find out. I guess we will. Okay, so with that, uh, the way prepare to write messages with your response to how we feel about our second film today, uh, the first film in the Twilight series. Now, as you may have started to pick up on from some of our commentary, uh, every bad movie we'll be covering this month <laughs> is one of the films in the Twilight yes. series. And I'm going to be uh, kinder than you might expect to this one uh, because it's going to be the last one with any watchability whatsoever, I am feel pretty confident about that. Um, so this wow. film, Twilight, it's the first film to ever explore how good vampires would be at driving and at baseball. 
Mm-hmm. It's also the first film that suggests that vampires are scared to go out in the sunlight because it makes their skin more beautiful and sparkly <laughs> and their dangerous lips even more alluring to kiss. Twilight is a phenomenon. The books have sold more than 120 million copies. The first film made $400 million on a pretty paltry budget of $37 million. For a big screen film like this, it looks like it only cost $37 million, but for a film like this to only cost that much? It looks like it cost $8 million. Yeah, it does not It does not look very expensive, but I would expect them to have spent more on this than $37 million. Uh, and uh, and wow. they, yeah, yeah. $37 million, $400 million made on that budget. There's a reason why they made the rest of these. Um, and 120 million people uh, can't be wrong, or can they? <laughs> um, I'm not a teenage girl, and this movie did not come out until the full nine years after I stopped being a teenager at all. Uh, I am not the target audience for this film, and it is my second time seeing it. I have to admit that I liked it more this time than the, the first time I saw it. It's it's fairly campy. Uh, it's kind of fun. The two leads do have a bizarre chemistry <laughs> that has a lot of anger in it and a lot of like every moment they spend together is like they are about to kiss. Uh, uh, it's it's really remarkable how they pull it off throughout the entire film. They don't really have a real human conversation uh, for most of it, but are still clearly in love in a way that is both you can feel and is also creepy and weird. Uh, There is no other movie I've ever seen that feels like this. The way it looks, uh, it looks very cheap, except for the town is beautiful that uh, that it's in. So that that helps. Um, It's so cheap that the only cities they mention are Phoenix and Jacksonville, which are weird cities to talk about in a movie. (laughs) I feel like that's not commonly come up because other cities you could talk about you could talk about Miami uh, and Los Angeles if you wanted to. You could talk about Chicago uh, and uh, and Boston. But Phoenix and Jacksonville, which are, uh, Jacksonville is the Phoenix of Florida. So it's it makes sense that her mom would, would want to, I guess her mom is, uh, I'm getting off of my script here, yeah. but her mom is dating. A major, a minor league baseball player, which brings up the question of how old her mom is, uh, and that she's dating a minor league baseball player because that's normally not something you'd be doing as an older man. But she could be dating a younger man, I'm sure. But at any rate, this movie loves baseball because uh, it has a minor league baseball player and uh, and scenes we'll talk about later that involve baseball. Uh, but this movie is unique. Uh, you can you can absolutely say that for this film, it is unique. And it, it is there's some weird ass stuff in this uh, as well. I talk about the relationship between our two leads. Uh, Edward, the vampire, is 100 years old and more so than that, I think. Well, probably about 100. And he spends his free time hanging out in a high school girl's room to watch her sleep. That is probably the weirdest thing in the movie <laughs> and, as that is presented romantically. Yeah. Uh, and he, it's not like they've been dating and he starts doing that in kind of like no. a semi-consensual way. Uh, he does it from the moment they, he smells her. Um, and she smells special to all vampires, uh, which I'm sure there are reasons that will be revealed as we get deeper into this series. But all vampires get a good whiff of her and want her so bad that they can barely control themselves. But he 
has a got, got a smell got a, a fan was blowing <laughs> this is what <laughs> a fan is blowing and and this is funny too like i i appreciate this in a campy way that a fan is blowing and blows her sense over to edward who's sitting in science class i gotta tell you you could pretend to be 18 if you wanted to and not go to school. <laughs> you could pretend to be 21. You go out drinking. You could do yep. all kinds of stuff. You don't have to be 17. There's a scene in this where they go, like the, the more I think about this, the more I just want to talk about these yeah. things But as part of my opening. There's a scene where we go and see all of his graduation caps. There's like a hundred like, he's not that old. Does he just go to a new town every two years and become a high school student? Now, admittedly, um, it is weird for him to be 100 years old and to still be like into high school, but his brain did stop developing at 17. So to in his like body's physical sense, even though he has all these years of experience, he is still uh, has a 17 year old brain, I guess. I mean, assuming that he was 17 is was he 17 when he was turned? I don't know. He says that they try to start younger so that he can stay in a town longer. Like, so maybe he's not 17. He could be a 25 year old saying he's 17, but whatever. He's 100 years old and he just hangs out in high school with his whole his whole everybody in this family goes to high school. Yeah. It's a weird thing to be doing. I, it's a, I guess it's the conceit of the novel. You couldn't have it without it. So it's just very, it's weird. But it's the weirdest thing is that he hangs out uh, in her room immediately after smelling her to watch her sleep. And you see her catch him doing this at one point um, early on, which is like exciting for her um, when she witnesses it. Um, you can see where Fifty Shades of Grey fan fiction would come out of this. Uh, <laughs> Edward is uh, is a creepy, controlling a uh, weird dude. He is a vampire, after all. Got a lot of anger, this guy. Um, but I, I guess I'll just let it go. We'll just go with it. So anyway, George, what is the best scene in this movie about a deranged stalker and the girl who loves him? Yeah, there's some real bad lessons for oh, young so many bad for, lessons <laughs> for for young women in this movie, uh, and bad lessons for young men as well. Oh, super bad. Uh, yeah, I think that there should be some serious warnings with this movie. Um, gosh, what's the best scene? You know, it's funny. We, we tried to do this. Um, God, was it two years ago that we tried to do this? And it was a pretty, we had fun ripping into this movie, but it was not a great, it was a weird episode. It's a very weird episode. So as one that's going to be lost forever, folks. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, well, that's not true. We did submit it to the Library of Congress. So you can go and check yes. it out, but that's it. You have to go in person. Mm-hmm. And request a USB stick of that episode. Yep. yep. Um, so, God, you know, I was ready to hate this when I saw it the first time, and hated it. I did. Second time, yeah, it's like, well, yeah, I'll watch this. It's kind of, I can I'm, put this on. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm, I'm actually pretty excited to see the next one. Honestly, <laughs> I am too. I think, like, even if I still have COVID, Nisha and I might watch it in separate rooms or something, you know, and make a pizza. Yeah. Um, but, uh, gosh, there is just so much sulking in this movie. So, um, this is the sulkiness film that I've ever seen. I mean, like I was a sulking, pissed off, uh, mopey grunge punk teenager, but Jesus Christ, at least I wasn't like a fucking black hole in the universe to be around. You know, it was just like, yeah. my God. There's so much, oh, 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 like just everything is so fucking hard. Um, but it's amazing. Like these two, the two leads have 
become two absolutely great actors. Oh my God. I think, you Incredible. Know, good Time is one of my favorite films in the last 10 years. And that performance is, oh, is insanely so good. good. And then like, I thought that, um, Spencer was terrific. I thought that she was terrific in that. I, uh, I really, uh, I loved, I loved that movie. I think I, I, it was mainly because of the, that that the score of that film is incredible. But we'll get there eventually. I think. Yeah. You know. Um, I wrote, this is okay. I wrote this down. The, I, the second time I watched this, so I watched this a couple of days ago. Without, I'm you know, fighting COVID, so I have not been drinking. And uh, the first time I watched it, I was drinking beer while I watched it. And it was great. And the second time I was not, and it was like, well, this is a disadvantage. Um, but I did write this. I'm going to read this. Uh, watching the microscope scene, I thought, is this supposed to be chemistry? Then I remembered, no, they're in biology class. Oh, Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I'll mute your microphone so we can hear the laughter on that one. <laughs> but yeah, yes. this movie uh yeah Woo. so <laughs> <laughs> this movie looks weird it looks cheap and looks cheap but it's like also what's the color like what's the color like grading it's just so odd looking it just it's a I very odd looking it. movie it's sort of like well the later harry potter movies got all just gray let's just go all purple i don't yeah. know yeah it's very it's so it's so like purpley desaturated that you can barely see Edward's skin like sparkle. Right. Right. It's like, well, but it's already kind of doing that. Right. Um, uh, I like, I actually like his accent. uh, Our Pat's his accent is, it's not like that classic Bob Hoskins. Hey, I'm from, you know, like that classic, like I'm from Brooklyn or Queen, you know, this is that, that, I'm a British actor. This is how Americans talk. It's either that or the, the Texas thing. Uh-huh. Um, it's just this odd sort of hodgepodge of American accents. There's there's something there. And, and that's kind of cool because the way people talk has changed in 100 years. I think from 1908 to 2000. I think it was 2008 this movie came out. I, yeah, exactly. Um, I almost picked that I, I the, this scene. Well, get to picks already. Jesus Christ. Um, Oh, a few questions. The dad, Billy Burke, who I like a lot in this movie. Was he the villain in Drive Angry? Oh, let's see. I wonder. I wonder. I think he might be. Um, I should have looked that up, but you know, again, I'm looking it up right now. We're not even we're not gonna ask the, no, not gonna ask not the crowd. No. He was Jonah King in yeah. Drive Angry. So the first time I ever saw any of these, I saw we were in Tahoe at this place that's like it's got this giant, it's like a just a burger shack um, in South Lake Tahoe. And it's got this giant inflatable beer stein in front of it. I was like, oh cool, we'll go in there and get a beer. And it was just a burger place, but you could also get a bottle of beer if you wanted. It's like, oh, this isn't what I was. Yeah. And on the TV was Twilight, and I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like, is this Twilight? Oh, this must be Twilight. Okay. And it was just a scene with the dad. Um, and like, oh, I recognize that guy. I like that actor. Uh, so, um, I wanted to. This is a very weird point. Um, so, the mom is played by uh, Sarah Clark, uh-huh. who was in the hit show Twenty Four. 
start Keeper Sutherland. But Sarah Clark is married to Xander Berkeley. So that means it's time. That's right. <laughs> for another edition of the Xander Experience. The Xander Experience. Well, you know, since uh, since Andrew Berkeley wasn't in this movie, I guess we can't really talk about him. But uh, but she gets she's part of the family. She's part of the family. No, <laughs> she's she's you know she's great in this. She's really effective. I think that I think that she's an intriguing actor. Her character turn in the early chunk of Twenty Four I thought was compelling. Um, I was a fan of that show for a little bit. Did you watch that at all? I watched it a little bit. You know, I didn't really get at, at a certain point. It seemed like all Republicans right. uh, at that time were basing uh, yeah. all of their positions on things yeah. they'd seen on 24. Yeah. And I, that made me hate that show. Yeah, <laughs> but, I, I definitely pieced out at that point. But you know who also was you know who else was on 24? Um, Xander Berkeley. The Xander experience. <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland, hey, who's part of today's episode as well? Oh, boy, well, that was a fun Xander experience. Um, it was, and they met on the set of yeah of Twenty Four. I'll tell you, um, and there is a sequence where Xander Berkeley has been exposed to radiation, and he's starting to get really weird. And he did all of his own makeup. He does his own makeup on most of his uh, shoots um, That's really because cool. he was trained as a makeup artist. He's have I mentioned that I like Xander Berkeley quite a bit? Uh, well, I do. Okay, back to vampires. Um, yeah, I don't think that... Oh, God. Um, what's the line? You're my own personal brand of heroin? Good yeah. Lord. Oh, God. Good Lord. Yeah, this is just bad teen poetry, the movie. Uh-huh. Um it's, but it's great. It's I, I I we went to see something at the Castro years ago, and Jesse Hawthorne fix. It was a Midnight's for Maniacs, and he and he's like, "We're going to do Twilight next month," and people were booing. He's like, "Don't boo! Like this movie's important. This movie's important to a lot of people." 
and in 20 years they're going to love this movie just as much as you guys love Lost Boys. And he's right. I he think he's right. right. I think he's right too. I I enjoyed this movie the second time I saw it. It's is it a good movie? Oh, I would not say that. No. Most most assuredly would not would not say that. But it's fun. It's a fun Although, movie to watch. It really again, is. I think the 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 only thing that's really that's genuinely bad about this film are the um the stuff about like stalking is cool and being stalked is awesome. Like yeah. that the, those concepts are not good. Like, no. That is that's bad. That's um, very bad. So let's get away from what's bad. I'm going to get to what's good. Let's do it. Um, I the, there's the a fight in a dance studio in the end of the movie, and uh, somebody gets their head twisted off, and I always love to see that. I yeah. always will watch someone getting their head twisted off. That is just something you all should know about me. If you're wondering what to get me for my birthday, um, <laughs> that's why uh, you love figurines that you can twist the head off of. Yeah, yeah. Boy, you should just see them. They're all headless, and I got the heads all up in the 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 back window of my car. Um, I can't believe there's a Radiohead song in this movie. I'm sorry. All right, talk about what's <laughs> talk um, about what's good. So, I the, when we tried to do this before. Okay. Also, I just have this other note. This feels like everyone in the movie is wearing Skechers. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> that makes sense to me. It does feel that way. <laughs> Maybe it's like the fashion of the time. <laughs> um, but I, I think not my, a great time for fashion. No, no, a weird, just some weird, like co-opting of emo hair. Um, and I'm not saying emo as like a grandpa. I'm not saying someone who actually owns some albums that were, you know, whatever. I'm old. Um, I think that my favorite scene has not wavered. Um, its colors do not run. And that is the American pastime. Vampire fucking baseball. And yes. I'm going to say one more thing, and that is vampire baseball is far superior to Quidditch. Boom. Hell Take yes. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Quidditch, far the, to Quidditch. The, the, the 20 pages of any Harry Potter book was like, oh, can I skip this? Can you just sum it up at the end? Yeah. The 10 minute scene in any yeah. Harry Potter movie. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch And it's this. also like, well, what's the point? None of this makes any sense and none of it means anything because it's just, you got to pick up a gold ball that's got some wings or some shit. Yep. I don't even know. I don't even know. I've seen them all. The, I've seen all the movies. I've read all the books. I don't even know what it is. And you got all these nerds now that mm -hmm. have their Quidditch leads and they've changed it to some other name now because J.K. Yep. Rowling has turned out to be a terrible person. Yep. But, uh, why don't you just get inspired by this and play some fucking baseball? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead of instead of Quidditch, yeah, a game that can't possibly work because there is no flying, you, there's not a flying uh, yeah. snitch for you to catch. Right. Um, I'd say just like just like cover yourself in some kind of like glitter uh, and I don't know. Yeah. Play baseball. Play baseball. Play of play wiffle ball. Uh, yeah. Do something that's that you can play faster and looser, like these vampires, because yeah. the game of baseball is obviously very easy yeah. uh, to vampires because they're so fast and God. got great reflexes, and they look good doing it. They do. Uh, the 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 friendliest vampire uh, uh -huh. on the mound. She has a great her her delivery, the way she kicks her leg up. Great stuff. She's a yeah. great pitcher. Um, and they're all wearing 
you know, baseball uniforms from different eras, like from, you know, a lot of like the Babe Ruth era stuff. And it's yeah, just like, yeah. oh, that's a, what a, that's, that's, it's some of the smartest stuff in this movie. Um, it's thrilling. It's fun. I mean, like I got, I got giddy watching it. I was like, that's, <laughs> a, that's a fucking great idea. And they have to play it during a thunderstorm to cover up the sound of them, like just completely <laughs> crushing this ball. You know, it's fucking great. Oh, man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it looks um, good. They did a good job shooting it, filming, filming the baseball. It, it somehow looks better than so much more, so much of the rest of the film. Uh-huh. And whenever, like, they did yeah. a good job climbing trees in this movie. Like, it looks like they're right. really climbing a tree. Yeah, I, I think the exterior stuff looks better than the interior stuff, but it all has, because of that weird purplish filter that's dropped over everything, it's just like, man, this feels weird. It yeah. feels like like cut scenes from a video game from like 2002 or something. Yeah. I, I'm not sure what that means. It sounds really dorky, but like it's, you know, it's just. Who was the cinematographer on this? Elliot God, Davis, who, who did 40 Days and 40 Nights. Okay. Uh, he uh, did uh, uh, Hocus Pocus 2, which is currently oh. being filmed. He he's not done anything that's like now this guy he's a right. great he's a great cinematographer he's, 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 he's no done Michael. a lot of stuff he did Father of the Bride Part Two oh I like that so but you know he's he's a he's a journeyman cinematographer yeah. um, um he worked okay. with Joel Schumacher on uh-huh. Saint Elmo's Fire well son of a bitch um wow yeah that movie looks good yeah God those fucking people are horrible yeah. Oof. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, well, good, good, good scene choice. Uh, again, this movie, I enjoyed watching it this time. I, I, it's fun. It's yeah. fun. It's fun to watch. I would enjoy going to the cast room and watching this hosted yeah. by Jesse Hawthorne Fix. This would be a blast. Yeah, it's that's this is. I feel good about it. Twilight, yeah. you've done it. And it's not like this isn't like the room or something where it's just like, oh, no. it's so bad. It's like it's just the movie. This movie's kind of a dipshit. And it's like it's kind of fun to hang out with. Yeah, this is a fun movie to hang out with. Yeah. I love when they go when she goes to their beautiful modern home. Yes. Uh, when Bella goes to the vampire the vampire house and they go up to Edward's room and uh, he's got like a nice flat screen. I'm just imagining what he watches on that flat screen yeah. TV. So like watching old episodes of Seinfeld. Like what is he? What's he got? On? He doesn't seem like a guy who watches a lot of TV, but yeah. he's got he's got his, his like sort of bed couch set up right. so he can look at the TV. I'm right. Just imagining him enjoying like, watching yeah. like a Lord of the Rings on DVD, the extended cut. He's watching like History Channel stuff from World War One. It's like, oh, I knew that guy. Oh, oh I knew yeah. that guy. I that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Watching oh, Spanish the... flu stuff and getting a yeah. tear in his eye. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but he's, it's, there's just such a weird group. Mm-hmm. The, such a friendly family of vampires. I love uh, them. They're, they're just so likable. They're the, their father, the kindest vampire yeah. of all time. Their Peter mother, Fettuccinelli, the second yeah. kindest vampire of all time. His sister. They're making, they're making third Italian they're making Italian food for her because then they think she's Italian because her name is Bella. God funny little it. joke, a funny little joke in there. And then she already ate and it makes the one girl mad. She it's drops just, her bowl. It's, <laughs> oh, it's so good. 
yeah, get out there and watch Twilight right now if you've yeah. not seen it. We're encouraged. Like, watch these two together. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you'll have a fine evening. You will. You will. You will have a fine evening. Um, so it's there are a number of scenes in this that that I enjoy. I, the high school friends are a breath of fresh air. They're very charming people. Anakin right. with Anna Kendrick leading the way as her normally smiley, yep. friendly self. Uh, I love that. I love the scene where they go to town and the, and she's hanging out with them while they try to buy their their prom dresses mm-hmm. and. And then whenever Bella gets almost assaulted by four guys, then Edward shows up in his car and yeah. like uh, and just like just essentially destroys them emotionally. Yeah. Uh, and and then when she comes back and they've been eating at the diner and they couldn't find her uh, and then they're kind of mad. But then they see Edward there and just the way uh-huh. they it's a very real the way they light up like, oh, he's here. Oh, we understand why you wouldn't. And the way they giggle and. It's like that's that feels like real friends, real friendship. Like Bella has no reason to be so fucking down. She has great friends at school. She's yeah. acting like when she got there, people didn't. She made like a whole group of friends first day. First day. They all loved her. She made a whole group of friends. A vampire fell in love with her. Like she became like the <laughs> coolest person in school her first yeah. day. She doesn't have to be sulking about. Yeah. Her dad leaves her alone. Yeah. Her dad obviously cool. loves her the coolest cop of all time yeah and he yeah. doesn't he, he's like is nice and uh and clearly loves her doesn't want it's so sad when she's running off like he doesn't want her to leave and go back to arizona yeah that's a uh, question how did they get to arizona so fast that's a long drive that's, that's like a, long, a that's a that's a three to four day drive it's a very long drive, but the way vampires drive, yeah, you know, yeah. they can sense cops. Maybe they but... maybe they turned the jeep into a giant bat and they flew it. Uh... Maybe maybe they maybe they were able to. <laughs> I would love this to see if that was in here. Uh-huh. Uh, this would be this if, movie if, would have been our if, good movie. Yeah, <laughs> if if there was a fucking giant bat jeep vampire thing flying to Phoenix, Arizona, best film ever made. Yeah, don't ruin it for us if uh, that happens in a later <laughs> yes. later film. Please, please don't. Uh, it's <laughs> I, I, I would love that, um, but yeah, how did, I don't know how to get that down there so fast. I, I yeah, there's just so I love how her mom is so horny, like she's <laughs> sleeping with this minor league baseball player, and then as right. soon as Bell's talking about, it, she's like, "Oh, are you being safe with boys?" Like her mom is her mom is raring to talk sex, right? <laughs> um, right. It's, it's just a, what a fun collection of characters. It's, there's just, there's plenty guess, of good what stuff. If, what if like being safe, if you're sleeping with a vampire means that like he has to wear like a, like a boxing mouth guard. So he doesn't <laughs> yes. accidentally bite her. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He has to wear a mouth guard. That's the, that's the only thing he has to wear because the only, whenever he only shoots dust out of his dick. So <laughs> there's no fear of pregnancy. It's, uh, it's 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 dust from the from the from the tomb of his of his uh, mother country. That's right, exactly. That's that's what's. <laughs> so that but that is. Are you being safe with that vampire? Is he wearing <laughs> his boxing? Is he wearing his mouth guard? Um. Yes, mom. He's wearing his mouth guard. Uh, um, but so my favorite scene is, is the baseball scene. Just like just like yeah. for you. That, I love that yeah. scene so much. The first time, the first time I saw it, I was so taken aback. Mm-hmm. I couldn't appreciate it as much as this time when I was looking forward to it. Like, oh, this baseball scene's coming. I, oh, oh, this is so fun. And 
It's an exciting little montage of baseball. Then the other vampires show up, the mean ones, mm-hmm. and they want to play baseball too. <laughs> <laughs> like even a, like vampires love baseball. That is a twist that you won't believe until yeah. you see it, and then you love it. I I hope there is a baseball scene like there's a oh, Quidditch man. scene. I hope there's a baseball scene every movie <sighs> that we have to see. I, am I praying, want that. I am praying for <laughs> I it. I want that so bad. Um, but it's fun that they make her the up. You get some cool like you're out scene. You get yeah. some some a cool you're out shot. You got some just yeah. great shots of chasing down the ball, uh, moving so it fast. It would have been it would have been fun to see like an argument with the ump, like you know, like kicking dust, you know, kicking dirt. You know, just like <laughs> that would have been great when Edward and his brother jump in the air yeah. to try to catch it, and they run into each other until the ball goes past them. The way they look at each other and like laugh. It was it was Man. it was charming. It was uh, disarming, even. So yeah, the baseball scene is my favorite scene in Twilight. Yeah, um, more please. Yeah, more baseball, <laughs> please God, fingers crossed. <laughs> I hope there's like a whole vampire league that they yeah. take part in. Yeah. Oh man, that would be oh god. <laughs> and then uh, they get to go to like some secret vampire like world series oh that, man that would be amazing uh, like we can do a thing where like it's like like they go to they have to go to vampire training camp in like florida and so they're just like glittering like crazy all the time you know and it's <laughs> just and it's only vamps so they don't have to worry about the sound of the baseball yeah, bat it's fine <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's uh i want to see that so there you go we've chosen the same scene um as our good scene which brings wow. us to the third segment today of what is better the best scene and our not so good movie twilight or the worst scene and our very good movie lost boys this is difficult this is difficult i agree and and the big you know the big thing is that neither of us chose a full scene in lost boys no we didn't we chose like half a scene so it's almost that you know i've been watching um this show called top chef. I just started watching that show. And so because we didn't follow the rules, I mean, is lost boys disqualified then? And we just have to automatically pick, um, twilight. Yeah. I'm just putting that out there as a possibility. <laughs> could, that could be it could be true to make us, you know, feel okay about this decision in the morning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Vampire baseball. Mm-hmm. One of the great God. innovations in, in fiction. Yeah. Uh, versus us. Half a scene where um, the Corys, where the the Frog Brothers are um, are are being too loud uh, for the dangerous situation they're in. Uh, for me, where Star is being a little too unscary and capable of controlling herself, um, or do I choose again? vampire baseball uh, should we say it at the same time <laughs> yeah countdown, from, countdown from three okay uh, after i say so we're gonna do three two one answer okay so here we go three two one vampire, vampire baseball, baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so twilight is our winner today oh that's great that's great i think because we i i I don't know if you have talked to any sponsors but i definitely have so uh you know absolutely absolutely tell tell me about what you've heard from our sponsors today well i think that if if we both selected the same movie 
you can go to any participating uh, Panda Express and get a takeout conta- container of white rice and a container of chow mein. Um, but again, we don't know which locations you would have to go in and say, um, you know, vampire baseball. And then if they know, they know. If not, then you're going to have to pay for that yourself. So, but that's, you know, I don't know if you've talked to anybody else, Richard. Well, the if now uh, a company in Kentucky yeah. heard we were covering this film and oh. reached out uh, to make a special offer that if we both chose specifically the baseball scene, oh. uh, Louisville, Louisville Slugger has what? offered to give you a free baseball bat if you go to the participating sports basement near you and and ask for the the colons coupon Mm. the colon coupon ask for that uh, and if it is participating and uh, they are part of it they'll give you 25 percent off a or if i've said free i've already promised free they'll give you a free louisville slugger um if they're not participating be cool and pay pay for your bet yep you know it, they're a good bet. They're really well made. Oh, there's great, a reason. There's there's a reason they're the industry standard. They are the name in baseball bets. Mm-hmm. Uh, many imitate, seldom. Mm, I've really talked myself to a corner here. You did. I'm going to give you some, a little time to work your way out of it. So, hmm. go for it. Well, many imitate, seldom compare. Hey, how about that? Ah, that's nice. Rolls off the tongue. It does. Just like you have a lot of other movie podcasts out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, same thing. Many imitate, seldom compare yep. to us yep. here at Worst yep. Scene. And we know that you have a few other movie podcasts to choose from. And we thank you for choosing to podcast with us. Hmm? That we do. <laughs> thank you for choosing to podcast with Worst Scene. <laughs> Wow, I'm excited that we both picked the same scene. <laughs> Me um, too. I know that it was like, it, I think that when we tried to do this before, we wanted to pick this scene, and we just the movie we had it paired against. It was just that was just a yeah, bad. It was, it was a it bad. Was, it was. It did not it was, work. It was my. It was my idea, and it, uh, but, and I was um, very enthusiastic about yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. Gosh, this is exciting. I think that um, if you are listening to this in order. Um, our, our next episode is also going to be pretty fun and we'll, we might have a special guest. Mm-hmm. We will have a special guest. Yeah. So listen uh, for that. And it won't be Ted Levine. Or will it? Oh, regards. What? <laughs> Ted still, he still hasn't closed his Zoom. He's, yeah, but he's still really far away. <laughs> it sounds like he's got a cold. Like, God, I hope I didn't give him COVID when he was here to do I, the I heat hope, episode. I hope you didn't. Or maybe first, he gave maybe he gave me COVID. First case of COVID that was uh, transmitted over Zoom. Uh huh. Wow. Um, gee whiz! How exciting! I, I really feel like I'm excited to be done with COVID, so I can put my Skechers on and go climb a tree. Oh!